Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But even if we don't like something, we encourage you to support the stuff that you do enjoy. Uh, go support releases and bands by purchasing physical copies of the records, seeing bands live, buying merch, all of that shit. The format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice. We usually get through between five and seven of them randomly selected, and we just talk about those bands. We're not striving to be critics or tastemakers or anything. We just want to put new music in front of you, encourage you to interact with it. That's all there is to it. We got a simple show. We're two simple men, and by and large, I imagine we got a lot of simple listeners. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think so. It's nothing too confusing or complicated about what we do here. No, so I just saw you. So you know, I we don't we don't have a whole lot to catch up on or anything. But I did I did save this because we've talked about it on the show before, and I feel like I'm I'm finally I'm finally coming to join you in a in a place that I didn't. I didn't want to arrive this quickly, but I, I finally did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched the new uh, Obi-Wan series mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. Oh, they're burning it to the ground. Yeah, man. I, I think I, I finally hit I finally hit saturation. I told you. It's it's finally happening. For me. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's finally happening. Cause as I was, I mean, it sucks. Like it's it's bad. You know what I mean. Even if it were really good, though, I think I would probably be feeling similarly. Because mm-hmm. as I was watching it, like, and I was sitting there in my nerd rage, just thinking about the continuity errors that this introduces into the fucking series and shit. Cause he has a whole adventure with like ten year old Leia. And I'm just like, no, there's no fucking way. Like, that wouldn't be mentioned in A New Hope one time. She acts like she's never met the dude and vice versa. Like, the prequels alone introduced enough continuity issues, but you could hand wave enough of them saying, oh, a bunch of years passed, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I think there's been, like, already the tr- new trilogy of movies is, like, bad. It's they, they, they got progressively worse. It started off, okay, this is fun. It's a rehash, but it's not bad. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. Yeah. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. as basically someone that doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. Yeah. Eye candy, whatever. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, I'm not invested in it, and I don't fucking care, and I don't care if it ever even, even never existed. Sure. Right? I only think two of the movies out of all of them are any good. Are like actually good. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Hope and Empire. Yeah. Oh, see, I really actually I, I like all three of the original ones quite a lot, including including Jedi. See, Jedi is ruined because of hillbilly teddy bears. No, see, I don't. I think the Ewoks are good. I like yeah, the Ewoks. I don't like the Ewoks. I like the Ewoks a lot. I'll, I'll go to bat for the Ewoks all day. But they did pave the they paved the way for Jar Jar. You know, a, a decade plus later. So I mean. They, they didn't do any favors to the franchise. No. And it was certainly, I will say, Jedi was the moment, I think, where, like, even the even the side characters, like the special effects and stuff, started getting more, they got that plasticky sheen on them, where it was clear, it was like, oh, these are these are to make toys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, it's, it's, it's no longer a storytelling first motivation, like, you like know what I mean? 3PO and R2-D2 are the only comic relief needed. Sure, yes. With the occasional Chewie and Han Solo barb, right? Sure, yeah. Like, there's enough levity there. Yeah. You don't need those fucking teddy bears. That's an obvious ploy to get the fucking little kids, and it worked for me when I was a little kid. Sure, yeah. Right? The other ones that came out in the late 90s and early aughts. Awful. Terrible. Yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, the second one's unwatchable. Yes. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Attack of the Clones is is, is basically unwatchable. Right? Yes, yeah, for sure. Some of the worst characters. Yeah, awful. Right? Ho- horrible scripting, horrible screenplays. Uh, but the thing that I, that I can respect about them, because I'm not an apologist for those movies, 
even as a kid, I didn't like those movies. I remember going to see them in the theaters thinking like, holy fuck, new Star Wars. Because one of my first memories and in, in one of my first memories on this earth is watching the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was hype. And even as like a nine, 10 year old kid, I was like, these weren't very cool besides the basic things that are designed to capture a child's imagination, like a double bladed lightsaber and a man with horns on his head. Yeah. But he gets wiped out. Exactly. He has, he has, what, five minutes of screen, the time? best character in the movie. And they just chop him in and, half. And he was there. Like he was the one he was on all mm-hmm. the fucking merch. You thought, Oh, this dude's going to be a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Nope. Yep. They just chop him in half, get rid of him. He had to get brought back in like extended universe animations yeah, and as cartoons. A, as a Spider-Man robot. Yeah. 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 For sure. So, um, you know, I don't have any nostalgia for those movies, but the thing that I do respect about them is that they are the deeply misguided vision of one man throwing up two middle fingers and saying, fuck you, I'm, I'm putting Jar Jar in. Fuck you, we're going to have a trade federation. We're going to have racist caricatures of aliens that run the... It's, it's, a, it's, a, psych, it's a psycho vision of, of one twisted idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's a different era because Amir... You know, 15 years later, there's no way you're getting away with a lot of those. You know, there's no way you're getting you're getting away with Watto, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no way, Jose. Right. right. So I I appreciate that about those films at least. And like as I was watching Obi Wan, the thing that 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 I was struck with is that I would take a million awful, misguided, not even getting close to sticking the landing bullshit films that were at least the uncompromised vision of a single maniac moron right over this art by committee right. bullshit i was going to say over a committee producing some of the worst things you've ever seen it's <laughs> it's become so soulless I, it's awful and like when i went even when i went and saw the new doctor strange which i thought was pretty good it was a fun movie but the things that I liked about it were like the few moments where Sam Raimi was like clearly on on the screen. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking Raimi moment. That's a really dope Raimi shot. But everything else going on around those moments, I, I couldn't care less about. I told you. I told you they're going to grind it in the fucking dirt. And I can't wait. It's happening. Right? It's happening. Yeah. Like the, the, the I saw the last mm-hmm. Star Wars movie. Yeah, the one that's basically just a bunch of cut scenes right, and like yeah, cinematics yeah. from a video game. Yeah, where they where they open the opening crawl of the movie says, uh, "the the dead the dead speak." Emperor Palpatine has returned, right? <laughs> like off of off screen, they just bring him back. Right. No hint or inkling that he would even be in this trilogy. Utterly at any tactless. Point. Yeah, like and then, to imagine the reveal at the end if yeah. they hadn't said that. But the whole movie felt so fucking rushed. Yeah. Like we got to tie this up. We got to get the, We got to put a bow on this. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen period so bad i almost i almost i i I don't think i went alone yeah i of course i didn't go alone but i don't think i drove otherwise i think i would have left yeah like when she pulls out the knife oh dude the knife and she lines it like (laughs) dude dude the writing the writer's room for that that movie must have been a clusterfuck that like an unimaginable clusterfuck yeah like i because you've got to imagine there were some dissenting voices in there and everybody was just like look we're on a time crunch we got to get this done I know this doesn't make a lick of sense, but it's basically every plot point is a MacGuffin. Yo, well, I told you with the one before that, mm-hmm. you know, I think we talked about, the, I don't I don't remember the name of them because I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. What was the one before that? Uh, Where Luke's drinking the La- titty milk. Last Jedi. Right. Yeah. That That's a funny scene. Sure, yeah, Luke yeah. takes a swig of that alien milk. Yeah. Right? But Star Wars had long been on a downward trajectory. Sure. Sucked just like Metallica sucked for far longer than it was ever good. Sure, right, and um, 
the death knell, the nail in the fucking coffin is the coolest fucking scene in any of the most recent movies, and that's when they fucking light speed ram Snoke's ship. Yeah. But that makes you question why <laughs> Bra- anything, yeah. anything <laughs> yeah. that's happened in the previous movies happened at all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Bra- because why isn't that the very first thing they would fucking think right. of? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Like, why th- that, that completely negates the need for a Death Star. Yeah. Yeah, for right? sure. Well, I will say, too, like, the thing that I found myself very much missing is, like, in the 90s, we also had pieces of, like, Star Wars multimedia doled out to us in sort of reasonable and digestible portions. It's just... And that stuff was also pretty good. Like, the stuff that wasn't in part of the mainline trilogy, like Shadows of the Empire, the comics, and the game, ton of fun, really good for their era. Uh, The Thrawn trilogy, schlocky, but actually a lot of fun. Still a fun read to go back and check out. Uh, The video games, like, some of the video games legitimately phenomenal, some of the best of their era, like the X-Wing versus TIE Fighter games. I like the one on N64 around, like, 98, 99. That's Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And there's the Rogue Squadron games, too, which were fucking great as well. And they were doled out, like I said, in reasonable, digestible portions, and there was a a degree of quality control there. And now I feel like at every turn I am being, like, spoon-fed, like, shovel-fed, force-fed Star Wars. Like, you're going to, you're going to consume this right. and you're gonna like every and, and, second and of every it. fucking moron with a crossover suv that likens themselves to a fucking nerd yeah. has a myriad of stickers identifying their their um you know i, I their, their loyalties yeah right yeah as if sure. it's a fucking personality trait yeah they, see that's the thing is that people now think that the things that they like are personality traits right and yeah. if that's true then there's a everybody's the fucking worst. Yeah, of course. Right? Sure, yeah. You know, and and Star Wars has fallen to that too. There's nothing pure in this world anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everything, everything has been fucking corrupted and raked over the fucking coals, turned into fucking identity issues and fucking, you know, culture war horse shit. Yeah. Star Wars is another casualty. Yeah, you're not wrong. So yeah, I th- I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty much out on that for now <laughs> yeah. until we can let the fucking corpse rest for 20 years and maybe uh, come back and revisit it. But I would be just as fine if if never a, a piece of Star Wars media ever came out See, ever again. I told you. I told you yeah. like 2 years ago. Yes. We will intersect on this. Yeah, we have. I I will say though if it it did make me want to go back and like reread the Thrawn trilogy and reread the Rogue Squadron books and stuff. So if anything, props to it for reigniting my interest in things that I liked at one point and still like, but haven't revisited in a long time that I'm very confident are not just for the sake of nostalgia, but qualitatively better mm-hmm. than what we currently have. So yeah. I'm, I finally, I've joined you on the dark side. Yeah. I'm with you. I've yeah. crossed over. So I thought you'd be happy to know. Uh, I am. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy because you were, you were stalwart. And if you're falling, that means the other dominoes are going to start. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a portent of things to come right. for sure. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't have much other th- else other than that, other than to mention that uh, Stay the Fuck at Home, who we had on the last, the solo project, who we had on, you know, one of the, the yeah. last episode and then the, the Hell Week episodes. So Jess, I thought that I'd recognize that dude. Jess, who that is the solo project of, he plays drums in our buddy Jeremy's band, Paprika, who's on oh, Iron yeah. Lungs. Iron Lung. And I saw him because Paprika and I played that fest together, and I spoke to him really briefly at that fest, but there was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that fest was, was packed, people, right? and I right, was right, like, right. you know, I was sitting in the merch table all night. And I remember distinctly thinking, too, like when he was playing in the band, like, it's weird that this guy is in that band, because he's he's significantly older than everybody else in the band. It's like me. Yeah, sure, but he was also like, 
everybody had a look, you know, a particular look. And he was wearing khaki shorts and like some boat shoes or something. Comfy. And a Hawaiian shirt. Like Brandon. Yeah, exactly. Like, or like Brandon. And he plays drums. You know, in that honestly, day. honestly, what is there a more perfect look? Yeah. If, you, if you're talking about punk rock in mm-hmm. hardcore, and we know this isn't true, but don't give a fuck. Sure. Is there a more perfect fucking look? I mean, it's great. Yeah, for sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not showing up. No. You know, trying to evoke, you know, the glory of the past. Yeah. Right? Yeah, sure. You, you recognize that, you know, as a movement, it is dead. Right. And it's, it's fully, it's fully in its, you know, jazz yes. phase. Right. right? Yeah. So just get comfy. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's ma- it's a maximum comfort move, which I respect pretty much all the all the time. But I it also aligns with the sensibilities that are on display with with stay the fuck at home. Sure. It, it's a Hawaiian shirt guy type of project. Sure. So all those pieces kind of came together. So Jess, I'm sorry that I didn't remember that you played in Paprika, but I put two and two together. <laughs> but you're not sorry about talking endless shit about how much you hated virtually no. every aspect. No, no, not at all. That shit, that shit is is uh, deeply cringe. See, well, I, I was a little lighter on it. Yeah, for sure. I just like I said, get the full band together. Yeah, play that. Drop the fucking shtick. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, like I said. Dude is talented, and he plays in Paprika, and he's a good drummer. Like, the band is great live. They're super fucking tight. He's a super solid drummer. So I I remain resolute in my assertion that dude is a good musician. I just would like to, uh, I would like to experience Stay the Fuck at Home as a different project. Yeah. Um, Last thing. So there was an event at, like, on my block last week. Well, it was all throughout downtown, but it was it was also on my block because my house is situated between like three bars. Oh, the, I saw some people riding bikes. Like it's like some bar crawl thing. Yeah, it was a bar crawl thing. Yeah. Uh, and so there were people like all day because it happened to coincide with the same day that we were doing a yard sale. And uh, so all day, like people are getting progressively drunker and like falling off their bikes and like as it gets worse they're like riding the wrong way on the street like right. against traffic and shit and fully blocking the f- flow of traffic and putting mm-hmm. their lives in danger and they're just like mostly yuppies and shit sure the, um, the people that i saw yeah they look like um they, they fit the mold for yeah them. yeah they're mostly yuppies uh who don't he wouldn't even come downtown unless something like this were going on. Right. Like an excuse to get fall down drunk in the middle of the day on a and bike. And get a free t-shirt. Sure, yeah, and get a free tre- get, get a free t-shirt. And like, <clears throat> not to be like Mr. Edgman extraordinaire here, but as I was watching this occur, I was just thinking like how, <laughs> how wacky it is and how arbitrary it is that we as a society have landed on like alcohol consumption even in that context and to that extreme being like a okay with everybody because it is fully the equivalent of somebody just shooting up heroin and nodding off on their bike while, really they, while they ride against traffic. Yeah, it really is. There's really not much of a difference. There's not there. much of a difference at all, especially considering alcohol results in like so many deaths. <laughs> families. Yeah, from, I mean, right, right. I mean, we, we don't need to run it no. through the sausage machine again. Right, but it's, yeah. it's statistically the, it is. The stats are out there. The stats are out there and easily researchable. And it's just one of, I'm, I'm usually, even me, I'm fairly desensitized to it because it's such an integral part of our, our culture. And I'm not always, like every time I see it, I don't think, wow, that's fucking psychotic. But in that particular setting, as I was sitting on my front porch on a beautiful day, just watching a bunch of like 40-year-olds literally fall off their bikes into traffic. I was just thinking, man, it's it's a really 
This is not only incredibly psychotic, but what a strange sequence of events that have led us to this place as a society where we not only are like, this is cool and also good, but everything and even and, and sick, cool and good and sick. And anything even kind of closely adjacent to it is bad and illegal and for losers and bad people. Right. And we put them in prison. Right. And, and in this instance. <laughs> yeah. No, moderation is out the door because you know Fully what? Out the door. You're on a bike. Who are you going to hurt? <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny because uh, you touch on a few things that I've been ruminating on all week. Yeah. Right. And and the, the, the alcohol is definitely one of them given, you know, the, um, the, uh, let's just say, uh, pleas to the divine for death <laughs> that I heard from my backyard yesterday. Yeah, sure. Right. And, 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 you know, you know, I've known, I've, I've had some, you know, I've got a, my, my family has a lot of history of substance abuse. Sure. And I know people, you know, friends and so forth that have had a lot of history of substance abuse. And, you know, like I've said before, if you pull out of it, great. You know, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that haven't. Sure. You know, and far more of them fall victim to the uh, to the tentacles of alcohol than any of them. Yeah, than, for sure. than any other thing combined. Yeah, e like easily. like like I I anecdotally or just tangentially or personally know far more people who uh, this is a PSA by the way. Yes. So make sure you know just listen listen to us. Yeah. Who followed the straight and narrow? We just did our. <laughs> we just finished our commitment records, and believe me, commitment records started putting out. Stopped putting out records in 2016. Yeah, I am far more committed than commitment records. <laughs> Absolutely, I think it's safe to say because I'm still I'm still walking that straight and narrow line. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, so this is the PSA. But like, I I know so many fucking people whose lives have been completely fucking ruined by by it. Yeah. It's bonkers. It is really bonkers. You know? <laughs> it's bonkers that everyone's like, still, it's pretty sick, it's though. Pretty huh? sick, isn't it's it? pretty sick. Like, uh, it's kind of. I, I have the same relationship to it as I do with religion, where like people that I I otherwise trust to be like fully rational, chill, mellow people whose opinion I, if not uh, agree with, generally respect on things, or I respect them enough to know that they have a handle on their own lives, are are surprisingly cool with like rabid alcohol consumption and like bar culture and all of the wacky lunatic shit that comes along with it oh, and like see, are not critical of it at all. Oh, I know. I know. It's man. really weird. I know. Like whenever, whenever I meet somebody or learn some, learn, you know, that somebody likes the sauce a bit much. Yeah. I, I, I immediately make sure that I just kind of keep them always at sort of arms. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, right? yeah. There's like, there's like a box that gets ticked. Yeah. Huh. Good to know. You know, like, yeah. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that is the limit of like trust. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Exactly. That, is, that, that, that definitely identifies the, 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 the like guardrails of like uh, trust and so forth. And like, yeah. you know, in, in you. Yeah, it's it, it, it might be a shitty thing, it, but like, yo, get your shit fucking sorted. It just puts the kitty bumpers on the fucking on the relationship. Yeah. I know where the boundaries lie, and I can make like a hard cutoff on how invested I am yeah. in getting that particular person. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. So I spent, you know, I went home last weekend, mm -hmm. and I had you know some family stuff to take care of, you know, memorial service for an uncle that passed away back in February and so forth. And I have been on, speaking of nostalgia, speaking of alcoholism, speaking of all that, I have been going deep down a fucking, like, 
uh, I don't know if it's a good thing, but deep down, like a nostalgia and memory hole. Sure. For the past week. Yeah, it happens. Right? Yeah. Like my uncle, I was, you know, he, he struggled with some stuff, but he pulled it out in the end. Um, so, you know, it's not like, uh, that's what took him. Yeah. But, um, he, uh, he, he, he was a foot photographer. Yeah. Amateur photographer. Sure. But nevertheless, he took a lot of pictures. In my whole mom's side of the family, I don't think I've ever encountered a family more thoroughly documented in, like, photographs. Yeah. So I inherited my uncle's picture collection. Oh, okay. That's what I'm looking at. No, that's just, like, 50 of them. Well, yeah, yeah. I have literally thousands of photographs that I brought home that are upstairs of, like, the family basically from, you know, the early 2000s. All the way back. Yeah. The family basically fell apart due to, like, ancient grudges and alcoholism and stuff like that in, like, 2002. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's a, there's a you know, point. There, there, <laughs> there, there, there's sort of, like, you know, a, a relevant sort of sure. connection there yeah. to our conversation. And so, but up until, like, the early aughts, you know, there are, there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of photos of the family members at, every, you know, every ga- gathering, everything we ever fucking did. Yeah. And, you, you know, a lot of those things were on display at my uncle's wake. And so it's really hard not to look at that. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Yeah, of course. Is to evoke that. And so it's really hard not to look at those and think back and that sort of thing. And I found, like, I haven't gone through all the ones that I inherited from my uncle. Um, but I found some things in here that might be of interest to you. Okay. First off, and this is, you know, obviously, you know, this is, our, our fans can't see this. Sure, Our yeah. fans. Our fans. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that from the record. <laughs> it's, it's going to your head. <laughs> this picture is of my uncle and some guy that was a friend of my mom's named John. Okay. And this picture is probably from around 1987. Uh-huh. So I'm like, you know, I turn, I turn uh, 11 at the end of 87. So I'm like 10 years old probably in this picture, but I'm not in it. Okay. Look at this shirt that... Uh, homeboy in the hat is wearing. That's John. Okay, let's let's see what we got here. Holy shit, the Gandalf shirt. It's a Gandalf shirt in 1987, dude. That fucking kicks ass, right? Yeah. That. How rules. much do you want that fucking shirt now? So fucking badly. I yeah. would. You know, you wouldn't sell it. No, no, of course not. Right? Not not a chance. Black shirt, Gandalf in a blue robe with like sparkles around him, and it says Gandalf. Yeah, that fucking rules. And I always knew, like, when I was like 10 years old, 11 years old, this guy that would come out to my mom's for like parties and stuff again, parties, but it was just a bunch of fucking drunks. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I knew he was a little odd. Yeah. Like, he was definitely different than everybody else that was there. Yeah. And he liked, uh, he liked a different quality of things. Sure. But I never knew he was that fucking cool. Yeah, of course. And so adult me in 2022 wishes I could go back and talk to this guy in like 1987. Absolutely, yeah. And see what else he got up to. Yeah, no shit. Right? I, th- I think that I think that's what that meeting you uh, on these, uh, like meeting you on the Star Wars and Marvel thing has got me in my bag where I'm like desperately nostalgic for a time where um, an interest in like the odd and off the beaten path was the potential spark for real human connection. Right, because, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You because know? now if you see someone wearing a Gandalf shirt... It means nothing to me. It means literally nothing. Nothing. It's so fucking ubiquitous, right? Yeah. It means nothing. Yeah. But in 1987? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it meant a lot. Right? And it, it was it was a pretty good... Uh, it was, like, a pretty good entry point, for like, a conversational entry point, and, like, an immediate signifier that myself and this person probably have more than just that in common. 
Whereas, and we've talked about it on the show before too, but like any sort of subculture signifiers, like visual signifiers that you see on somebody now, they mean less than nothing to me. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't at all cue me into the fact that I have anything else in common with this person. No, nothing. And I desperately and, miss a and, moment in time when that was. And in fact, part of that is on me because I'm so shitty now. Of course, yeah. That I don't even care if we have. It. Yeah, <laughs> there's that too. Because yeah. all I can, all I can see, I don't see the points of connectivity. I don't see the points of light. Yeah, that's true. All I see is the blackness between. That's true. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fully culpable in, in at least half of this equation right. for sure. Yes. Here's a picture of my uncle and I from 1994. Okay. Look at the shirt that he's wearing. Okay, let's see what we got here. Oh yeah, that's a fucking sick A team shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking rules. I'm wearing a Planet of the Apes. I was gonna say that Planet of the Apes shirt's pretty fucking sick too. Yeah. Yeah. So there's fucking you know 17 year probably 16 year old me. I you know I didn't turn 17 till the end of '94, but. Yeah, that fucking A-team shirt. Yeah, fucking kicks ass. Right? Yes. Yeah. Here's the last thing. Okay. This is from 1986. Yeah. Uh, I'm nine years old in this picture. Okay. I think we talked about this. I know I've been talking, um, I was talking to, you know, to my wife about it. Hands across America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Do sure. You, you, this was before you. Yes, but I know about it. So Hands Across America was one of those, like, ridiculous... I, I, it was one of those ridiculous, like, feel-good nationwide things, like mm-hmm. Farm Aid and Band-Aid. It was related to Farm Aid and Band-Aid. Yeah. That I think can only happen in the 80s. Very much so, yeah. Right? And so I was talking I, I was talking about Hands Across America, and I was getting no response. I'm like, you don't fucking remember this? Yeah. And, you know, age differences and so forth. And sure. I was like, I guess not. And I was like, so, like, everybody, <laughs> like, in my memory, you know, we all just went out on fucking Route 30. Mm-hmm. And we formed a big human chain. Right, and everyone held hands. And we sang a song. Sure. We sang Hands Across America. Song, right? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. I found three, like, three rolls of film, like the photo, like negatives and, and the photos and everything, like three envelopes of pictures yeah. my uncle took from Hands Across America. Uh-huh. And here, here's here's that. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude! Is that is that is that you in the in the USA shirt? Oh sure, with the visor on. Hell yeah, dude! That's nine year old <laughs> me. My uncle's on my fucking left there, and I don't know who the really big guy is next to my uncle. Yeah, that absolutely rules. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Right? You guys are changing the world. So we got like, and then there's a picture like there's there's all kinds of pictures of hands across America, and I laughed out fucking loud because it was the first bundle that I grabbed. Yeah, here's a picture of my old man, like. You know, as thir- at 37 years old. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. So I've been down this really, like, like blissfully but painful, like, memory hole. Yeah, of course. And our conversation leading into this kind of, you know, I was thinking about this prior, but just you talking about the nostalgia for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like, everybody, eventually everybody, like, hits, like, a, um, I think everybody hits an age where they look back with rose-colored glasses at, like, this is it. Sure, yeah, of course. I think for me, it's probably going to have to be like 86 to like 90. Yeah, that's a good period of time culturally in general, I mean, I think. it probably sucks if you're, you know, not <laughs> any, white. Any number of marginalized straight, groups. Right? Sure, yeah, of course. You know, I mean, I, I guess ostensibly things are, are better for like, you know, marginalized groups today. Sure. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if if uh, a very vocal and apparently powerful segment of the uh, of, of uh, 
our populace has anything to say about it, it's going to get worse. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, uh, if you're gay, they're coming for you. Yeah, the, the, the arc of history does not point towards justice. It's, no. it's an up and down They're thing. coming for you. Trust that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're fucking coming for you. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, just looking back, like, culturally. Yeah. Everything that I like now existed between 86 and 90. Sure. Music? Yep. Death metal? Got it. Thrash? Got it. Hardcore? Got it. Punk, there. Yep. Right? Yeah. Movie franchises that I like. Peaked. Sure. Done. Yep. Right? Everything that I fucking liked. The clothes, dope. Look at that Gandalf shirt. For sure. Right? Yeah. That's why people are paying hundreds of fucking dollars for that shit now, because they recognize it's dope. Of course, yeah. Right? Everything fucking peaked then. My family was united, and at least from... The, the, through the eyes of a ten-year-old, <laughs> yeah, happy, right? Sure, yeah, right, yeah. You don't, you don't, you, you probably weren't seeing what was going on behind probably, the scenes. Probably but. not, because you know, alcohol it had has it had its icky fingers behind everything. But sure. like, you know, here we are, somewhere around like ninety-one. Yeah, right. Everybody looks great. Yeah, yeah. My mom looks and like all they're having a good brothers time. Brothers and sisters, and there are some good shirts in here too. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That pink. That actually, that particular Pink Floyd shirt. So goes that's for like, actually probably like ninety because that's a Division Bell shirt. Yeah. That's probably like ninety three. Yeah. Those go for like a couple hundred bucks now. I know. I used to have one. Yeah. 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 Those go for um, a couple hundo now. Yeah. So like for that's ninety four. It says on the picture. So yeah. Like I don't know, man. For me, I think that's when it peaked. Yeah. If I could go back, mm-hmm. right? I think that I might just l- try to land in like eighty eight. Yeah, that's not a bad place to land. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. There's there's also a reason why many of the most successful franchises now are uh, literally just gunning for people's nostalgia, right? Yeah. I mean, there's it's impossible to make movies about now that feel good. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, know, I, mean? I know, I and, know. And, but, you know, also that's a trap, too. It is a trap, of course. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so I've been trying to, like, climb my way out of that. Yeah. You know? For sure. And I, uh, I think the... Um, I think the protest, the the the, the, uh, the uh, protests of my neighbor beseeching the Lord for death, uh-huh. kind of like woke me up from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh wait, we're back. We're yeah. back." I uh, you know I I try to strike like a real healthy balance. Well, I don't know if it's a healthy balance, but it's a manageable balance where like I insulate myself in my day to day life in kind of a a wall of nostalgia in like how I live. In terms of like, I got a VHS player in that I use regularly. I got a wall of VHS. Uh, I got a little analog TV with my with my like old gaming systems, right? I sur- I literally yeah. in a in a house filled with old shirts and records and stuff. It's just my little bubble, but it's it also keeps me rooted to the now because I try to maintain a quality of day to day life that I enjoy. So when I return to my home at night, I don't look around and go. I wish I were somewhere else. I can say, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I have a pretty good life. Yeah, you know and, what I mean? And, you know, and it's, you know, for folks that are significantly younger, I mean, who knows when the fucking glory days is going to be. But sure. just looking at that all week, I've been just sitting on that, you know, I was like, yeah, God. yeah for down sure. a fucking memory hole. Well, I guess we should probably get into our actual show because we've been... We've been, we've been prattling, we've been, we've been prattling, prattling for on for a bit. Let's just cut all that. <laughs> yeah, we'll Let's c- just open up with the Hands Across America song. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Right. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the queue. So, first up. Oh, by the way, Hands Across America yeah. only raised $15 million in 1986 for homelessness and, and, and poverty. That's a pretty decent amount in 2022 money. 
it netted 15. It actually raised, uh, if I'm looking here, 34 million. <laughs> oh, okay. But 19 million of that was to uh, handle operating costs. Yes, of course. I was going to say like so advertising, like, all that more than, sort of shit. More than half of the money that you raised yeah. is going to pay for the event itself. And, well, and don't, Why bother? and don't follow the paper trail to see where a lot of the rest of that money goes Dude, to. Dude, that, that shit could never happen now. Absolutely not. Nor, sh nor should it. I mean, <laughs> what an empty gesture. It is an empty gesture, but there's no way that you're getting like randos that just stand together and fucking sing a song and hold hands <laughs> on the fucking highway right yeah, no. you, the first motherfucker that shows up with a maga hat on right yeah of course right yeah. fight's gonna break out absolutely right yeah someone's getting shot for sure yeah. so first up we have uh hex hex blood probably hex blade in uh in in english um, this is uh just a single song it's called the white flame it uh came to us from derek Derek added a little note in there saying that uh, the band says that they are not racist, uh, but that the title is a little sketchy. Um, yo, cool. this is Keep it. this is a it's, uh, it's based on the Witcher. It's a Witcher it's, reference. It's a Witcher yes, reference. it's it is a Witcher reference. There's even like a little Witcher uh, pendant up there. It's it's just a Witcher. And thing. you're a black metal band. Be sketchy. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. At least leave it. At least leave it. Uh, leave it up to the imagination of the listener. Right. At the very least. Uh, then we have got Strawman Army with SOS. Uh, I already know Strawman Army. I have fucking this record. Rocks. This fucking rules. I haven't bought this yet, but I know that it rules. But I. I would imagine probably a fair amount of our listeners haven't listened to this. So sure, we'll put it on. This comes to us from uh, Jake at, over at the Kings of Punk podcast. Then we have got Savage Beat with Three Chord Disciple. This comes to us from uh, Mark from TKO Records. TKO put this out. Uh, this is a band out of Amsterdam. They play we were talking like, about this. Yeah, weren't? they play like rock and oi stuff. Who who's in this band that we? It was mem it was for uh, it was during the commitment records uh, yes. uh Patreon series. There was yes. a member of a, of some shitty youth crew band that is now in Savage right. Beat. So right. uh, they went on to better things. Then we have got Flower with Hardly a Dream. This is a promo tape. This band's out of New York. It was sent in by Eric. Didn't say anything about it, don't know anything about it. Then we have got Lucifer with uh, Iron Shackles. That's Lucifer, L-U-Z-I-F-E-R. Uh, this just came out in like, it's uh, German and it came out in like April or May of this year. I want to say that artwork. Uh, yeah, the art, the art is super sick. Uh, this was submitted to us by uh, Luis. Then we have got Crime of Passing with their self-titled release. Have this. This is good. I haven't listened to this yet, but I, I know that Crime of Passing is very good. They played a show at the Harrison House that I booked, uh, like, at this point, what, probably six years ago six, now? Six, seven years ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was sent in by Shay, who said it is good music and will we'll like it. Yet, uh, I am guaranteed to like it because I already know I like this band. Then we have got G.I. Bill with Wednesday Service, uh, B-Side, Life of Labors of Love. Um, so this, this was sent in to us by Brody. Uh, it's out on new morality zine. We've had GI bill on the show before. I liked it. You didn't really give a shit about it. I haven't listened to this new stuff yet. What was, what did we have on before the GI bill did? Do you remember? Uh, what's that? What, what did we have on before that I didn't like? Uh, it, I, it was just their last release. I think it was on new morality zine as well. It's kind of like melodic post hardcore stuff. Um, stuff that usually misses you and I both, but. But captured, Sir, yeah, it captured all, me and, and still missed you. And it all um, that shit almost always misses me. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. 
then we've got Rising with their self-titled release. This was sent in by Sam, who described it as like some contemporary neo-folk stuff. So mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're looking for something sketchy, then this is it right here. Yeah. Um, then we've got The Executed with Demonstration. This was sent in by Austin, who described it as some 86 mentality sound and stuff from Phoenix, Arizona. And then last up, we have a, a resubmission, a re-self-submission. This is Drug Toilet with She, Her, Is an Egg Punker and the B-side Christian Streetwear both great song titles. Uh, we've had Drug Toilet on the show before. We like them. We know them. We love them. Uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up first. All right. Eight. Okay. Eight is the neo-folk stuff. You can find this at risingfolk.bandcamp.com. So neo-folk is like a thing that I like the standout examples of, but as a genre, I don't really give a shit about it. Like, I like Death in June, obviously. If you know anything about me, my sketchy proclivities. Um, yeah, I like Death in June. I like Current 93. I like all of the stuff from that OG wave of, like, weirdo shit uh, that was adjacent to the neo-folk the neo folk stuff. Uh, I like some modern iterations of it. Like, I like King Dude, like some of his neo-folky shit. Um, and there's a handful of things throughout the years that I've been attracted to, but by and large, like one of the appeals of this genre is that it is like esoteric and weird and kind of sketchy and originally was made by a bunch of like legit weirdos and freaks. You know, that's the only thing that really attracts me to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. I'll listen to me. I don't, I don't try. I don't like go looking for it. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. It's, it's, it's just the, uh, the more notorious examples of it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's all. And it's a whole package deal too. The presentation on that stuff is cool. It borders on performance art in many instances, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, so let's check this out. We were told to listen to the song watchmaker. So we're going to hear watchmaker by rising off of their self-titled release.
All right. We just heard the song Watchmaker by Rising off their self-titled release. So this is a solo project from the UK. I thought this was really good for what it was. It was cool. It was like an, it had a nice atmospheric quality to it. It was droney. It, it got the job done for sure. I will say, as I kind of said in the preface to us listening to this, like it's just not a genre that I actively seek out new material in. And despite the fact that I can recognize that this was good and I had a decent enough time listening to it, and if the mood struck, I certainly wouldn't turn this off. This uh, this hits the spot for a particular, particular time and place, a particular mood. But like I would just turn to the classic stuff in this genre that I already know that I enjoy as opposed to putting this on or trying to get familiar with something new. Like I'm just, I don't have the relationship with, you know, a, a, a micro genre as niche as neo folk, like I do with hardcore or punk or metal where like I'm actively invested in the, the scene as it were. And like new bands that are coming out, I don't have any desire there's no impetus for me to like seek out new stuff like this, really. I'll just go back to the classics if I want to hear this. But this was good, you know. I mean, the musically, it it made me feel like I was playing Gwent, which is what ne good neo folks should do. Yeah, I was. That that's pretty much my association with it. Um, I I see. That's the thing. I love like the themes, sure, of a lot of neo folk. Yeah, and I love you know I love the inscrutability of it. Sure. Right. Yes. Um. Especially when it starts to border on like this, like weird Teutonic inscrutability. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah for sure. Yeah, because right? I don't know what I'm getting into, and right. I don't feel guilty because I don't know. Right. right yeah. Um, but like musically, I mean, I would just, I would be just as happy if this were like harsh fucking noise. Sure. Yeah. I would actually be happier. Right. I'd be just as happy if this was just like, a, like just more fucking red and tooth and claw. Sure. Yeah. Um, instead of this this is fine this is background music yeah for sure yeah right. this is kind of background music to right me. Yep. this is this is uh background music this is something that maybe for me anyway you know i might you know put on with a little bit of like a side eye mm -hmm. just to see how somebody else is like <laughs> sure taking this sort of like like a, 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 if it catches them if, if if it suddenly gets them to start thinking like what the fuck is going on here right like, yeah there's a fucking token comp on this so, <laughs> yeah. right sure like what not on this specific not on this but, but yeah. you know you know like yeah. it's death in june or something <laughs> sure, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's a token comp. is this nazi music? what is going <laughs> right. on you know what yeah, i mean yeah for sure it's just like another it's another just barrier <laughs> right. to of, real human connection that course. i can put up right <laughs> yes no doubt but like as far as uh, as far as like the musically intriguing me, it doesn't. I don't know enough about this. Yeah. To to tell you if this is like good neo folk. Sure. Because it literally it all sounds the same to me. Fair enough. I think I know enough about it to say yeah, this is good. I I, I actively enjoyed this. I might actually go back and check this out just if the if the like I said if the mood strikes. Uh, but by and large, I'm just I'm not connected enough to to this the contemporary iteration of neo folk for me to give a shit but hey it was a good it was a it was a rousing a rousing neo folk number for sure so uh let's uh let's oh and also it for for the uninitiated i imagine there's a fair amount of people in our listenership who are like how is this even tangentially related to punk or hardcore or metal just do your history. just do do your do your homework you'll you'll figure it out right, right. um let's uh let's roll the dice two 
All right, two is the uh, straw, man, straw man army stuff. Nate and I are both in concurrence on this. It fucking rocks. But there's enough people that I'm sure in our listenership who have not heard this. Uh, we'll go ahead and play a track off of it. They've uh, they've got one of the longer songs queued up to play. It's a good um, one. They got Beware queued up to play. It is a good one. Um, do you want to listen to a? Because like I said, we did prattle on pretty long, and I want to get through a, a fair amount of music on this if we can. So hey, there's nothing we can go fucking all night. That's true. We we could we can make this a part one and part two <laughs> if we wanted to. We're gonna be on vacation next week. We got to record. That is true. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's let's just listen to the song they got queued up to play. Then why not? No rules. Pizza party. No rules. This is fucking punk rock. That's right. Yeah. No rules except for the ones that we institute and uphold. No gods. No day. masters. No rules except right. whatever we entertain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> except whatever we collectively decide to be an okay rule. Uh, so let's listen to the song Beware by uh, Strawman Army off of their record SOS.
something wrong. Milk fill was empty. By force of entry. Pray for rain, it won't be long. Okay, we just heard the song Beware by Strawman Army on their uh, off their LP SOS that came out on D4MT Labs Inc. So I don't I don't think there's a single band that I, I can't think of a single current band right now mm -hmm. that so perfectly fucking matches my general attitude and mood about almost everything. Yeah, for sure, man. Like the the, the that's the thing that strikes me is like musically, I love this musically. It's very understated. Yeah. Right? I think I, th I think I said to you cuz we were hanging out and I said have you heard the new Strawman Army? It's really good. And I think I said something like, you know, it really sounds like if like the songwriting and the musicality of it and everything and delivery, sometimes it reminds me of if um Uranium Club were very depressed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you know, I really, I th this is, this is such, this music is so quietly furious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep, right, for sure. Like, like fury to the point that like, they're just they they, they don't have they, like the rage has spent them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Right. Yep. I mean, the, the 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 last one of the last you know. Verses here, dredge the earth for deeper holes, suss the mind for darkest coals. In the end, what's left unsaid will haunt us more than what was told. Yeah. Yeah. It will. It fucking will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're goddamn right it's gonna. <laughs> yes. Right? I, I, I can't, and, and every single song is so on point for me. Yeah. Like it perfectly fucking matches. I love this record. I love the, the, the previous record too. I think, I think it's some of the smartest shit being put out. Yeah. I was going to say, this shit is just fucking smart, dude. Like the lyricism, the song craft. Uh, the production is it perfectly suits the music. The presentation is great visually. Everything about this just fucking rules. If you don't like this, all good. You know, if it's not to your taste, whatever. I understand it's far more subdued than I imagine the music that many of our listeners prefer. Although there are tracks on this that are a lot more energetic, energetic yeah, sure. than that. But nonetheless, like, yeah, for sure, whatever. Not to your taste, fine. But like, to me, this, this is... This is nigh on perfect stuff, and it's it's so it's so much more like I guess um, Germaine mm -hmm. and Furious, yes, than your favorite hardcore band du jour. Yeah, absolutely, I agree entirely. I think this this to me, even though like musically it deviates somewhat. I mean this 
this sums up and kind of captures and distills the stuff that attracted me to a lot of the fringier the, the fringier bands of that OG UK anarcho scene that I got mm -hmm. into when I was a teenager, like Zounds and stuff. Like, even though this is musically different from Zounds, it is in the lineage of Zounds for sure, and it captures that same sort of, like, yep. restrained fury. Sure. It, it, and, it, it, like, yeah, it borders on spoken word. Yep. Right? A lot of times, like, it really reminds me of some of the more, like, straightforward spoken word, like, crass. Sure, yeah. and And fucking, like, conflict stuff. Yeah, of course, yeah. Right? But it's somehow... I guess um, it's less on the nose. I agree. Yeah, and and the metaphors here, they don't they don't leave you guessing, right? But they also don't sound fucking hokey. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yes. This this treads a line of like artful delivery and presentation that is really hard to pull off tactfully. I wish I was half as talented as these people. Yeah, for sure. I agreed. Yeah. This stuff. This stuff absolutely rules. And I think I've said this before, but I'm also glad that that you have arrived in the last several years in a place where we can commiserate about stuff like this. Because for a long time, I felt like I I was just uh, I quietly cherished things like this. <laughs> like we didn't necessarily have like the musical connectivity there whereas in like in the last five years or so i think you've come around more to stuff like maybe this. i think maybe i just a bit more open about it yeah sure here's the thing though like as much as i like this yeah listening to this record front to back yeah is like watching for me like an entire fucking season of black mirror right <laughs> yeah, like yeah, black yeah, mirror yeah. is just too stress inducing yeah it's too for sure. fucking real yeah that i uh, that that like you know like i i can only watch like an episode i'm like fuck this is getting me too fucking worked up yeah no doubt and and that's exactly what this does to me too like i put it on but yeah like by the, like this is track 12 cuz this is the the penultimate track yeah that's heavy at the end of a fucking record absolutely yeah for sure and and every single song is like that yeah so if if you're not if if you're not uh the sort of folk that care about much of anything yeah or at least front that mm -hmm. you're probably going to listen to this privately or not at all sure yeah 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 no doubt yeah this stuff is incisive smart well written fucking great it's also manages to be catchy in spite of all the aforementioned qualities yeah, that it like, has like it's super catchy like i said a lot of times it just reminds me of like a very depressed fucking uranium yeah. club yep shit fucking rules uh, it's sold out for a reason you might still be able to find it in some distros uh, look around i imagine it's out there on the secondhand market at the very least so all right let's roll the dice 4 okay 4 is uh, lucifer with iron shackles um, so this is a whole ass record. It's only up on YouTube. There's not uh, there's not a band camp for this. It might be on streaming services and shit. Um, worth checking at least. It might be on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. So this is a band from Germany. Um, the album is called Iron Shackles. It came out on High Roller Records. Um, the title track is also the first track on here. So oh, this is because their last release is on Bandcamp. Oh, okay, yeah. This one is not dying victims production. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I found that when I was trying to look for this on Bandcamp. So, uh, yeah, let's just listen to the title track on this. So we're gonna hear Iron Shackles off of the LP of the same name by the band Lucifer from uh, Germany.
All right, we just heard the song Iron Shackles off of the LP of the same name by the band Lucifer, Lucifer from Germany. How'd you feel about that? That was fucking dope. It was sick. I mean, you know, you, you, you could throw a new wave of British heavy metal in there and all that sort of thing. But yeah. basically, like, this is, we talk about no mod, mod, modifier hardcore. This is no modifier metal. Yeah, for sure. This right. is about as fucking roots as you can get with metal. It's yeah. just a, it's just a fucking hair breadth away from, like, you know, the tail end of, like, classic rock. Yep. For right. Sure. Yep. And it's 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 uh, it's becoming you know a little more aggressive, a little sharper. Yep. This this harkens back to I mean right off the right out the gate, how can you not be reminded of like fucking Merciful Fader or, or King, more probably King Diamond more? Yeah, sure. Um, with that falsetto, and I'm yep. glad that they didn't ape on that. I I, that, I agree they, too. This yeah. this stands alone as its own thing. Yes. They're not they're not there's not like a heavy reliance on an established gimmick. Yeah, for sure. Here. This is like legit, just you know, honest to god, fucking roots heavy metal essentially. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you if and if you like that, then as we had a lot of these on the last episode too, this is another one I will throw in that same category. If you like music that sounds like this at all, it would be tough to find fault in this. Yeah, the presentation is good, the production is good, the songwriting is catchy, uh, everything was played, performed, recorded well. The art is sick too. It's Dude. definitely very reminiscent of that era when like Frazetta was doing yep. album covers for and sure, shit, you for know? sure, for sure. And and the logo is one of the sickest Dude. logos I've seen. The logo is fucking awesome whoever designed that yes that's a fucking sick logo yeah absolutely like the way that the eye is kind of like a morning star and then like the right yeah it, it fucking the f is like a dagger it yeah and and, and looking at looking at the dudes in the band i'm looking at them on metallum yeah like aside from the zip up hoodie uh-huh. that i think one of them i don't know maybe it's not a zip up hoodie. it looks like there's a zipper this this photo legitimately looks like it could have been taken in like 82 right right from the attire to the grain in the photo, like sure. the, you know everything about it. Though I feel like like homeboy on the fucking right. Uh, he, have you seen him? I have not. No. Homeboy on oh. the right in the aviators. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, right? yeah. He's got the look down. Yeah, like like I feel like you could you could definitely see him at like an early like early Iron Maiden show. Absolutely. Like like when they're playing pubs. Yeah. You know, like Paul Diano era. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, this is fucking dope in every way. Yeah, it's uh, it's super, super sick. I really don't have anything else to say about it. You summed it up perfectly. This uh, this fucking rocks. And we've talked about it a few times because we talked about our world of swords. Yeah. Our, 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 so that's it. Yeah. 1988. Uh-huh. Everything I like is there. Right. But. But. <laughs> right. It's a world of swords. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's that's right? a given. Yeah. It's a world of swords. Yeah, for sure. The only the only downside of that is then you don't get some pretty sick, like, 80s franchises like Predator and Terminator yeah, and shit. think how much more sword and sorcery and fantasy shit you would get. I mean, no doubt. You would get a lot of very good sword and sorcery shit, for sure. Right. So, yeah, this, sort, this makes me want to go watch, like... You know, an uh, an old fucking like shitty Conan ripoff. Yeah, from nineteen eighty three. This makes me want to, and I probably will because uh, I stay up later than my girlfriend. I will probably watch like Death Stalker tonight or something. We need to get back on that tip. Yeah, we do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now that now that uh, we we don't have to worry about dying if we see each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's let's get together. And let's do get some. together and, and do because we started going down that route watching the Death Stalkers and yeah. watching basically the most obscure shit we could find that was because you can't really find the legitimately obscure shit, right? Sure. Because it's all algorithm based. Whatever Amazon wants to show you. Yeah. 
But uh, let's let's find some fucking sword and sorcery yeah. shit. Look at the fucking awesome tits. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And the swords. Watch some Red Sonia or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that ro- that rocked. I got I got nothing else to say about it. It made me want to do sword and sorcery shit, and that's that's the best that this kind of music can hope for. So there you go. Let's uh, let's roll the dice. Yeah, that's the best. Hey guys, love your band. The best you can hope for is that it makes me, uh, you know. Think of something cool while I'm doing something stupid. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's well, the while that's I'm prepping for D and D. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the all the all the more impact you're gonna have. Yeah. One. Okay. One is uh, Hexblood with the white flame. Not not racist. Says right over here. Fuck NSBM and anyone who claims it. Sing about dragons or something, you nerds. Sing about fucking sketchy shit and Satan. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, this is. Uh, I, I am going into this preloaded. I'm not like a, a full on black metal purist, but I will say, um, The Witcher has been around for much longer than like its most, popular culture boom. Most people think, right? Because it was originally a series of novels. Um, that said, I highly doubt that these that these folks are like OG fans. They don't look they don't look old enough hey, to be. Whenever OG you fans. get in, whenever you get in, because I guess I was unaware. I was fucking unaware of the novels. I'm like in front. I, I was unaware of the novels until I played with The Witcher Two. Is where I jumped in, which is like what, 2010 or something. I just like started that. playing The Witcher Two. Yeah, so which it's this it's got some it's got some quality of life issues, but it's still a sick game. It's basically the the 2011 version of Witcher Three. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I I am going in to this a little bit front loaded just like basing your basing your black metal project on the witcher or it's, anything it's a, that's like yeah a, because hyper popular pop culture property. because it's so it's so popular right now it's it's really honestly yeah honestly mm-hmm. the witcher's way cooler yeah. but it's not that much different than basing your black metal band in star wars yeah that's what i'm saying is like and we've talked about this on the show before like anytime that you're immediately referencing like a timely pop culture phenomenon it i'm i'm going in with like a lot of reservations Mm -hmm. so let's uh let's hear the song let's see if it's any good so we're going to listen to the white flame by the band hexblood
All right, we just heard the song The White Flame by the band either Hexblood or, as you assert, perhaps still Hexblade because they are an American band. But my argument is that I, I see no phonetic indicators that that A is pronounced as a long A. So I'm going to go still with my initial pronunciation of Hexblood. Um, how'd you feel about that? Uh, musically, th- I thought this was fine musically. Yeah. It harkened back to an era of black metal that I generally dig. Sure. I mean, it's, you know, the first thing that came to mind was like, you know, Nightside Eclipse and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. Um, so musically, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, thematically, it still kind of sticks in my craw a little bit. I mean, like, yeah. okay, so tons of fucking metal bands have been inspired by stupid shit. Of course. Yeah. The fucking Hobbit. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, Sure, yeah, all those songs are about Lord of the Rings. Or or maybe not directly about, but, like, inspired by. Yeah, for sure, yes. Like, to a certain extent. And, and like, that shit shows up all the time. Why not The Witcher, right? Right, sure. So I I don't really have any real qualms with it in in, in that way. It's just kind of like, because, yo, The Witcher's fucking dope, man. Yeah, no doubt. I wish I was The Witcher. Absolutely. I wish I was fucking slaying monsters and laying pipe all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt, dude. Right? Good good fucking life. You know, get it? We We said it before. If if I if I could be a witcher, yeah. sure as shit would. I would give up a lot of creature comforts to right. have that life. I'd go through the trial of grasses. Absolutely. Right? Yep. I'd beat the shit out of motherfuckers too. <laughs> yeah, that's right? for sure. And uh but I'm not. So thematically, like I like this musically just fine. It, yeah. It's certainly more than like a lot of other I certainly like this more than like, you know, some of the sort of drony or black metal or sure. or, or, or some of the, you know, fancier stuff like you know i think anybody that listens to this show and has heard me mention black metal really the stuff that i really like is the bestial stuff yeah yeah right the, the bonkers shit yeah but if i'm gonna listen to like traditional second wave black metal which i do sure sure yeah this is fine but it's just there's something there's something a little too cosplay about this yeah I agree. and i was thinking about it when i was like looking at the picture and yo i'm glad you guys aren't nazis everybody fucking hates nazis yeah for sure they're the right? worst <laughs> the only people that don't hate nazis are fucking other Nazis. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? And yeah. give them a minute, and they, they'll find a reason to hate each other, too. Absolutely. There's so much infighting right? in groups like that, no doubt. But, like, don't don't shy away from the fucking sketchiness of it. So, like, right. you know, I was looking at the pictures of the dudes in the band, right? Yeah. They look fucking sick. Yeah. Right? In, in, the, in the traditional garb. Yep. Of this sort of stuff, right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, they look that, that photo looks like it could have been in fucking Lords of Chaos. Sure. So be Lords of fucking Chaos. Don't right. cosplay as it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that that's my whole thing. It's kind of like, you know, we're dressed up to look like scary and menacing. Yes. But then we have a disclaimer right off the top that like, hey, we're just having fun with this. Right, this right. is cosplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yes, we all know it's cosplay, right? Because right. the days of those dudes killing each other is long since fucking passed. But sure. man, do I fucking wish I'd hear about more church burnings in 2022. Yeah, yeah, agreed entirely. Just uh, I wish there was still some fucking teeth to it. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I want uh, I'm I'm down with a little bit of I'm a down with a little bit of uh, philosophical ambiguity in my black metal. Let's hey, just say it's what like the 30, 30 year anniversary. Yeah, something like that. When, well, when a lot of that shit was sort sure. of like you know yeah f- flaring up or dying down. Right. I don't know my dates exactly. It's a thereabouts. 
why don't we fucking have a celebration? <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. Right. So even musically, even though this was hearkening back to, to plenty of stuff that I liked and I thought there were some good riffs in here, it didn't feel, the song didn't feel like very musically coherent. It was it was pretty part salady. Yeah, well, that, yeah, I mean, I, I compare it to like, you know, Nightside Eclipse or something. It certainly was not, I don't, you know, to that standard. Yeah, there, there was a lot of moments where the momentum was sucked out of this sure. and then they would hit apart and I felt like they were building up a decent amount of mo momentum again and then it kind of came to like a hard stop and went into some like some noodly atmospheric bits and then it just it it felt like there was a long way to go on the songwriting front because the parts in and of themselves as standalone riffs i thought were pretty decent in most places but this wasn't weaved together in a way that that kept my attention i found myself really drifting towards the back half of this and it didn't help that i was really checked out on the content as well especially because like there there is a way to mine that and make this interesting but i just instead of literally retelling the story right exactly i just i didn't think the lyrics like it didn't offer anything any insight or like particular perspective on the material that's being discussed that i thought was interesting or captivating at all so this is like I would say halfway to being good musically. Yeah, I agree. Like I, there's definitely riffs here and I could basically do without like the entire Witcher stick or you need to up the bury ante it. and like, yes, bury it, make it more subtle and reimagine the material in an interesting way. Yeah, I, I agree because it, it just, it feels a little too much. It, it's too much, it's too much of a fanboy thing. Yeah. It's too much cosplay, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to go a little long. On this That's one. fine. That's all right. It's our show. Do whatever the fuck I want. Mm -hmm. uh, two. All right. Two is Flower. Don't know anything about this. Uh, let's see. FlowerNewYorkCity.BandCamp.com. The release is hardly a dream. It is a promo tape, evidently. It's uh, three tracks. Uh, looks like they've got the second song on here queued up to play. So we're going to hear the song Rapture by Flower off of Hardly a Dream.
All right, we just heard the song Rapture by the band Flower off of the uh, their promo tape for their upcoming LP, Hardly a Dream, which uh, I guess comes out in summer of this year. So summer's in like, you know, a few days, so sometime in the next three months, I guess. Um, musically, this was pretty cool, I guess. It was, it was, there were some riffs in here I liked. It got a little bit samey over the course of three minutes, I want to say, and like... I'm not sure how I feel about the vocals being delivered by by an evil witch. I kind of liked it. I, I like that delivery. I was I was happy that it wasn't. Um, I don't know. I I, I like that delivery. I'm on the fence about it. I li- I I definitely like it in theory. I'm not sure if I like it in practice. Um, it it got like at first when it came in, I was like, eh, I don't think I really like this. Then as it as time wore on, I was like, okay, these are kind of growing on me. And then by the end of the song, I think I had I had moved back to the other side of the fence, especially because there was not a lot of um, there was not like a lot of variation in her in her cadence and phrasing. Mm-hmm. And so the the entire song took on kind of like a droney mantra like quality, sure, which sure. may be intentional. I just don't know necessarily that it it captivated me. There were things here that I liked, and. I, that delivery in a different setting, I could definitely like. You know, they have punk and crust at the bottom of a bottom of this, and in a way, this definitely evoked like shades of Os Rotten at times, like a, one of the like a mid tempo Os Rotten stomper. Sure, sure, with like the the more straightforward like spoken delivery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this kind of gets back to what we talked about with you know Strawman Army too. Sure, yeah. right? Is is it you know listen to it just has like that classic sort of like plotting driving tempo with just basically almost just a straightforward spoken word piece as lyrics yeah like this in particular reminded me of like uh modern day witch hunt like that oh sure 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 and and you know sure and and i i just was listening earlier or yesterday to um um the new rigorous institution lp Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of like I, I kind of have like amoebic sort of stuff sure. in my head, and this is definitely in that same vein as well. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Um, so, and the lyrics are, are really dense. I mean, I don't yes. know how, you know, this person, you, they've got a lot to say. Yeah, indeed. And I feel it, right? Yes. So, it, but I don't know how you deliver that in three, two minutes and 53 seconds. Right. Without it becoming like, you know, a chant essentially for sure right yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how you do that and so maybe if, again straw man army a lot of the same sent- sentiments that we hear there but delivered a lot less direct sure with more metaphor and i ain't telling you how to write your fucking songs or anything like that but that leaves more room for the song to breathe yeah and it leaves more room to for for the delivery to be more dynamic yeah i agree for sure uh, this is this is a very Steve ignorant school of lyrical delivery where yeah. you're, you're getting a wall of text. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and it, that's classic. I mean, there's not, I, I, so it's I, classic for the genre. Walking sure. away with this, I like this. I I, I want to hear. I'll listen to the other two songs. Yeah. Um, but I don't want every single song to to fall into this. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where I'm at with this too. Right. Yeah. Like like this is a promo for something else. Hope <laughs> what if it's a promo tape for like a four song demo, <laughs> right? I, yeah, yeah, I'd like, like that. that's the, this is the times we live in, right? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So, like, because we had that before, it was a demo promo for yes. I can't remember what band that was. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, dude, you, you don't do a promo for a demo, the demo is the promo, right? That's so, what it is. So, like, but you know, imagine if this is like 
a promo tape for you know a full length even like six songs yeah man i don't know if i i don't i don't want six i don't want three songs in a row falling into this trap yeah i agree uh, you know, if this is if this is the track that is like the fucking you know the fucking sort of driving monotonous sort of thing, yes, go for it for sure. I'm I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. If the other if the other tracks switch it up, I could maybe get behind this song. It's a song that might work better in the context of a full record. And like looking at the artwork, like yeah, dude, it's really clear what they're drawing from. I mean, that's some sure. that's some rudimentary penai artwork sure. if ever I've seen it. Sure, right. and, and I, I think the artwork's pretty the, sick. The artwork is very fitting. The for artwork is. is very fitting. It is appropriately dense. Yes. Um. So yeah, I, I'm gonna give this a solid fucking you know B for me. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. It's it's piqued at my le- interest at least enough. that song. It's piqued my interest enough that you know sure I'm gonna go check out those other two tracks for sure. So uh, all right, let's uh, let's roll the let's roll the dice one more time before we listen to a few messages. Two. All right. Two is the uh, the crime of passing stuff. I haven't listened to this record yet, but I I can guess I'm probably gonna like it. So this is their self titled release. Uh, came out in uh, April of this year. They have got Off My Shoulder, the first track queued up to play. So we're going to hear Off My Shoulder by Cross, Crime of Passing off of their self-titled LP.
we just heard the song Off My Shoulder by Crime of Passing off of their self-titled LP out on Future Shock Records out of Cincinnati. Fucking rocks. I think this band is one of the best bands doing this particular style of post-punk out right now, period. I uh, I liked this band before I booked them, obviously, but I knew I was going to vibe with these folks when they were warming up in the basement with, uh, with one of my favorite riffs from uh, the DB's song Black and White. These are people of impeccable taste who are in a, an impeccable band. The visuals are great. Everything is recorded well. The songwriting is awesome. Dakota, uh, who I think is the principal songwriter for this band, is a sick dude and a very good songwriter. I like everything about this. It's it's good. If you like that song, you'll like the whole LP, I would imagine. Go pick up a copy if you can. Yeah, this is this is I have a copy of this. This is really good. Um there's a lot of a lot of members of this mm-hmm. in this are in sort of like the um the the the, the surfs. Yeah. Yep. Especially on the um angelic ritual cruelty ritual ritualistic cruelty and and the past two surfs releases i really like as well yep that group there's there that group is sort of converging they're kind of converging in like sort of a similar sound though like the surf started off much more i think minimalistic super wave and electronic yeah yeah that song that sounds a surfdom songs a surfdom i think it's the same release it's fucking dope um you know and this is this is um, sort of taking a lot of the stuff that stuff that I like from the like the surfs and just it's a different band but you know, I, I'm it's like the, f- the the full orchestral arrangement of it yeah for sure yes right? yeah right yep and in, in, in quote unquote orchestral arrangement of it you know right yes yeah I really like this a lot this um you know just listen to this right now it, it reminded me of like some of the uh, some of my favorite like total control stuff oh yeah absolutely you know yep and um yeah this is super dope yep it's great Band i picked this up i picked this up um basically without even hearing it yeah just looking at who was in it yeah for and sure. being familiar with like the the previous releases um yeah i just snagged this before i even listened to it yeah this band rules got got nothing else to say about it so let's uh let's listen to some messages and then uh then get out of here Ah, uh, yes um my partner Darby and I were listening to the Levita SMU's catalog uh, recently, and um, you know, my partner had this. My partner Darby, we met at uh, Reed College, class of 2006. My partner Darby had this great observation: it was that isn't it great that uh, we can be punks and and still be playful? I just thought that that sure is great, you know. Uh, so, I, I, Levita SMU's, if you're listening, thank you for you know. Put up, putting out stuff that's a little more highbrow, a little more playful, you know. So there you go, a little, uh, a little, uh, what I assume to be a little shade at Levita S and Muse, and uh, their their perceived uh, playful intellectual art punk proclivities. Okay, I like Levita S and Muse so quite a lot. I think they put out a lot of go- good stuff. I'm yeah. not, I'm not afraid of smart music. I'm not afraid of smart music. It doesn't scare me. No, not one bit. My, me and my partner. We're not afraid of it at all. <laughs> no, not, not one bit. You know? And I think it's great that we can have fun. I like having fun. But you know what else I hate? What? Having fun. <laughs> it's a weird duality. I love having fun, but I hate having fun. I, well, I hate to see anybody having fun in a way that falls out of my incredibly my my incredibly specific conscription of what fun should be. Yeah, I know. I, I, I dread when I hear somebody I don't know describe something as fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. I doubt it. I, I doubt it. I think so but yeah okay let's hear the next one hey nate and gray um so i'm going through some of these old episodes you know listening because uh i need your voices in my life to guide me 
And so when I'm driving and listening, you know, I'm coming up on some old stuff. And uh, right now I'm in the whole Panera Bread Bowl uh, phenomenon here, and I just wanted to share a fun fact. Um, for, you know, the 10 years after 9-11, when we were looking for who was responsible and Osama bin Laden, you know, came out, took responsibility for his actions, um, we were looking for him for those 10 years. And everybody likes to think that we knew where he was years in advance and whatnot, so we were able to train and figure out, you know, exactly how we're going to go get him. But what actually happened was uh, Osama went out uh, to get some lunch, presumably with, you know, 18 or 19 of his closest hoes, and uh, he ordered a bread bowl, and President Obama actually got word of this and immediately sent out forces. And so that is how Osama bin Laden, was found and finally killed. Um, so essentially, I know this can be an argument of correlation versus causation. Uh, however, I think that just goes to show that if you order Panera Bread Bowl, you are a terrorist, a world-renowned terrorist. Thanks, guys. I hope this has helped you. Okay. I'm glad you provided some illumination on that that age-old debate on yeah, this show. that age-old debate about the Bread Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and now I want one. Yeah, sure. Uh, so also, if I'm sure at this point, I mean, it's been on the Internet long enough that anybody listening to us has probably done this of their own accord. But like, go just look up what some of the contents of like Osama bin Laden's computer hard drives. Were. Oh, yeah. Like the like the Final Fantasy games he mm -hmm. was playing and like the fucking records he was listening to and uh -huh. shit. Uh, it's it is a classic case of like cult leader type shit where it's like, well, I get to have all the cool stuff, but nobody under me gets any right. of the cool stuff, right? right. You know. Um, all right, we got we got one from D Smokey Johnson. Let's hear it. All right. Hey, D Smokey Johnson here. Sorry for calling in with the cum thing. In hindsight, after hearing it back. It's not very funny, um, but you know what is funny? Shitting your pants on purpose. I do it all the time. Thanks. That's that's oddly prescient. Yeah, for sure. I was gonna say because we just we just told our buddy last night to go into his job and shit his pants. Right, and guaranteed you get to, you get sent home. Yeah, absolutely. Guaranteed you don't have to work that day. I mean, what the fuck? other option is there, right. right? You go in there and just right. drop a deuce in your pants in front of the entire office. And don't make it like, no, don't sure. make it obvious like you're doing it on purpose. Right. But you are. Yeah. If, but, and if you shit your pants and just, oh God, I'm sick. I mean, no, nobody is going to assume you shit your pants on purpose. They're going to give you the benefit of the doubt exactly. of that, that you, you are sick enough that you couldn't help but to shit your pants. Cause right. what kind of lunatic right. would go in and shit their pants, and shit their on, pants purpose. on purpose and it's pure coincidence that you happen to shit yourself a day before you're, you know, asked for vacation. Yeah, a, a, a total, a, a, an unfortunate turn I'm, of events. I'm not feeling well. Right. I just shit my pants. Right. You know, can I go home? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I used to think about when I, I mean, my first job at a grocery store, I used to think about, I just go shit my pants. Absolutely. Get yeah. out of work. It's right. a, it's it is a get out of work free card. Yeah, nobody's calling sure. your bluff on that. Nobody's, and especially now, like yeah. with COVID and everything. Absolutely. Like, oh God. Oh yeah. God. You sure. know, like play it a, just a little bit. Like, excuse me, I gotta go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. And then don't make it and shit yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a foolproof plan. I don't see why our friend doesn't do that. But and you know, 
a little bit of a knock on the reputation with the fucking idiots at work, but who gives, who gives a shit? shit? Think? Yeah, absolutely. Who fucking cares? Right. Who are those people? You don't you don't know them. You don't talk to them outside of work. Their opinion of you as a person doesn't matter. Yeah. As long as you f- get your work done. Right. Yeah. Who gives sure. a fuck? All right. Let's uh, listen to our last one. What's up, bitches? How's everybody doing? I just wanted to ask a quick question. The only reason I'm asking it on this platform is because I figure there's one or two other people who may be just as fucked in the head that really enjoy your guys' podcast. But I was wondering, as you guys upload new content onto Spotify, the older episodes will slowly start going away because, you know, probably only holds however many. Um, Is there anywhere else, and forgive me, forgive me, please, if I am just stupid as hell and I'm not picking up on something or if you guys have mentioned this before, but is there anywhere else where you guys keep all of the podcasts? Um, not sure if that's like a Patreon thing either. But uh, that is my only question. I left a message a few days ago, so I hope you don't think I'm uh, doing 58 messages and blowing your guys' voicemail up. But really, I do appreciate the show. I listen to you guys all the time. And uh, fuck yourself. So thanks, guys. Yeah, so you're you're actually not the first person to ask about this. I just I have to figure out how to how to fix this because this is a problem that other podcasts much bigger than ours have run into as well. And you actually have to go in and like do a thing. It happens on uh, Apple Podcasts too. Mm-hmm. Like you once you get past like 150 episodes or something. No, it's not it's not quite that many. It's like 150 or something like that. Uh, your episode, your older episodes start disappearing. And, uh, yeah, on Spotify, I think there's already, like, the first, like, 20 or 30 episodes, like, aren't available on Spotify anymore for mm. us. Uh, so I got to figure out how the fuck to fix that. I don't know how. It's are, they, are they still up on? They are still up on Podbean, right? So you can go to podbean.com slash podcast, and if you want to download uh, individual episodes from all the way back in our catalog, you can do it on there. It's free. It's uh, easy to use. You can just go straight. You can use it on a desktop site. Site. You can literally just click a download button, or you can stream it straight from the website. And they also have uh, an app, I think, too. So uh, I've never used the app, so I, I can't uh, attest to its usability. But they, I, I know they have one. So yeah, there are other places that you can listen to it. There are other podcatchers and shit that we're on too. I don't know if the same issue arises there, but I promise I will figure that out so that Spotify and Apple Podcasts will get our old episodes back i know that a podcast we listened to dealt with the same well, thing but you 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 just deleted all our old episodes well from, I, from your computer well i still have them i got them on an external hard oh, drive okay i thought you said you just canned them all i canned them all off of my computer I but you. i still got them on the external hard drive right. yeah for sure and also if i needed them back i can literally just download the audio right off of Podbean, like i was just talking sure. about so no no biggie no harm no foul they're all out there uh, so, yeah, there you go. In the meantime, you can do that uh, in the interim. I will try to figure out how to get them back on Spotify and uh, and Apple Podcasts. So on that, let's uh, let's sign out for the, uh, the evening. If you want to call in, you can uh, call us at 260-222-8341. You can also shoot us a text there if you don't want to leave a message. If you want to submit music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. And then if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast podcast five bucks and up gets you access to all of our content 10 bucks and up gets you access to that plus the physical releases that we put out and that's all there is to it we appreciate everybody who uh calls in who submits music who listens nate what get ready 
We yeah. got to put a break in here, so I'm going to clap so you know. Okay. Right? What's that break for? What do we know to do about next week? Like recording-wise? Yeah. We, we can, if you have time, we can reconvene on like Wednesday. Okay, I was wondering, or just take a week off or whatever, or just reconvene on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, we if we need to take a week off, we can, but if you got time this week, I, I, should, I, I should be good Wednesday night. Okay, yeah. Okay, we can, I'm going to clap now and we can come back in. Okay. There is no... <laughs> That's just going to be in the final cut of this. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's just, there's no way I'm editing around that conversation just, and just working magic. <laughs> then it will just be a very weird transition. Hold on, hold on, hold on, in hold on there. Uh-huh. So I think, yeah, <laughs> I'm probably good Wednesday night. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, okay. This, this is the special little gift for anybody who's made it this far into the episode. So thanks to everybody who tunes in. If you like the show, tell a friend and we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week.